missed this yet because because we've missed you. It is time once again for the A7FL three on one podcast dropping every single Wednesday morning on iTunes, Apple Pod, well, Apple Podcast, not iTunes anymore. It's not 2008 anymore. I'm an old man, but we're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts and a whole lot more. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the three on one podcast. I will remind you about that about 75,000 times during this podcast. But I am, as always, joined by the man who protects the front line. He is a professor. He is soon to be married, and he is a podcaster and an A7FL champion thrice. He's Big Rob Fabian, and he's our quarterback, the man that keeps things moving behind center, rolling out to his right, and then immediately seeing someone standing in front of him with what (laughs) into a spiked bat. He is Corey Hammond, and we're going to be announcing the winner of the Corey Hammond uh, contest a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, later on in the program. We'll go through some of those roasts, try to pull out some of the choice ones uh, to see who gets a jersey. Uh, but I'm we, here for it. We have some business to attend to on this edition of the pod. We will be announcing the A7FL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. We are going to have some surprises, some locks, and some more, and we'll be going to the old rumor mill. I'll be pulling out the teletype and saying, speaking in an old announcer voice. But before that, we have a guest on the show this week. He is a wide receiver of wide renown in the American Sevens Football League. He's someone who's been brought up by Corey Hammond quite a lot on this program and also on the A7FL Games of the Week. He's also someone who... Big Rob Fabian has an opinion on. He is Eddie Pettyote, a wide receiver here in the A7FL. Eddie, welcome to the show. What's going on? I'm glad to be here. Glad you to know, be here. Glad to have you. And when we were getting ready to do the show this week, Corey told me that you reached out and you wanted to come on the pod to talk about some stuff. And over the last few weeks, we've talked about the idea of a hot stove here in the A7FL. News, rumors all that fall they're all there's a lot of whispers on the internet a lot of hushed zeros and ones going from messenger to messenger and (laughs) you got referenced about being someone who wanted to come on the show and talk about some stuff so eddie i'm gonna shut up for once and i'm gonna give the floor to you what is it that you want to talk about i mean you know being that i'm a free agent you know i just wanted to announce that the next place that I'm going to be getting ready to ball out at. So, you know, everybody was interested on where I was going anyway, so I might as well tell everybody now. So that's what I came on the show to actually do. So before we announce it, to build up a little bit of a little bit of tension here for the listeners, because we uh, we want to we want to surprise them a little bit. Just, uh, you know, just so we get, you know, some of the fans at home, uh, some of the players, um, you know, and and maybe one announcer who, uh, you know, isn't necessarily as familiar with the uh, great quality of the work you've put on film and on the field in this league. Uh, tell us a little bit about your football story, where where you started, you know, what brought you to the A7FL. And, you know, we can get then immediately right into what the future brings. So, you know, tell us your football um, story, Eddie. Where I did mean, you start? How did you get here? I mean, I started playing football at Irvington High School, you know. I'm Irvington made, you know. It took me some – I 
it took me some time to actually get to the A7FL because after high school, I tried to play a little college ball, but it didn't work out because I got injured. I broke my ankle, so that kind of slowed up the football process. But after a year of healing, um, I ran into one of the A7FL players, um, I think it's Kenny, and he was basically telling me, oh, I should come out and, you know, try out for, you know, just play some football. So Kenny, I started playing. Kenny Prelude? Kenny, Kenny Prelude. Prelude. From the, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Savage. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So after I linked up with him, I started playing with the Savages for a little bit. I started playing in the fall, and that's when, you know, I, I wasn't really playing receiver, actually. I was playing more corner. And, you know, I was doing my thing. I was doing my thing. And then I met up with my, Rob Mills from the Renegades. And then that's when Dondre came. And then, you know, I met up with everybody from the Renegades, and they told me to come over. And I wanted more receiver time. So I left the Savage. I went to the Renegades. Didn't really have a quarterback at that time. We was playing with um, some a Spanish kid. I, I don't remember his name. But... We started playing with him and and Marcus and Hendricks. They would I had three quarterbacks that year and I was actually bugging out. You know what I'm saying? And then after I played with the Renegades for like two years, then Corey came, you know, started doing my thing with him. Then we did to we we got to the spring. After we got to the spring games, what was the um I don't remember the name the of the Salas tournament. tournament. The, the, yeah. the Salas tournament. There you go. So then we got to the Salas tournament. I did my thing there. And then I wanted to, you know, change my colors up a little bit. So that's when I fell into the Hawks. And well, then... me and you, me and you know that story. So let's fast forward after an eight touchdown year last year. Um, that's more than uh, you know, most of the uh, wide receivers that Rob still says are trash on BIC. And you did that with only a, a 35 year old gray ass quarterback, barely able to <laughs> drop back and a running back playing quarterback. So at, at minimum, Eddie, those eight receiving touchdowns, you know, probably top 10, you know, at least in, in the, the divisions that matter. Sorry, uh, California and Florida. Um, <laughs> No offense, but we're going to go there, I guess. I'm just going to start off hot there. Um, so we're here now, man. You're Irvington made. Renegades brought you up. Hawks let you down last year. Eddie Pettio, where are you playing in the 2023 A7FL spring? Man, I'm, a, I'm looking to play with the Snow Tribe. You know what I mean? Oh! <laughs> I'm well, going Snow Tribe. About- we talked about the snow tribe trying to make some moves in the off season and the, the addition of an Eddie Pettyote on that team would be in the three on one throw off on as a wide receiver, a much needed asset for that team. That's already got a strong running game, but are missing a few key components on offense. And I think those were exposed several times throughout the year. Rob, we haven't heard your thoughts yet. But but your initial reaction to Eddie Pettyote becoming one of the new cornerstones of the Rahway Snow Tribe? Um, that's probably the best move he could have made. If I'm being honest, uh, I have no, 
I thought he was going to say something else. I thought it was going to be a team where my next question was going to be like, well, how does this move shake the room? Like, the, that move doesn't do anything. You feel me? Like, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Pettio going to the U doesn't do anything. Eddie Pettio going to BIC doesn't do anything. Eddie Pettio going to Huawei Snow Tribe, that actually does something. That So, I'm, you know, I, I'll, I'll reserve much of the critique because I think he went to the right team. That that's my choice for Eddie. That's where I would have put Eddie on the snow trial. Now we, we brought we, team. Now I hate to cut you off, Rob, because I you know just just so that you know you don't miss out on on the rest of what's in store for you today. Yeah, but we brought yeah. Eddie on because I think obviously um, you know like you said, Rob, you know a, a, a player like Eddie, one of the better receivers, if not one of the top receivers in our league. Uh, going to a team that has depth at the position, right? I think that was your main point, and that's why that I was that was because I knew where he was going to go. So when you were saying these things, and it's not going to make an impact in the league, maybe not. But guess what? Snow Tribe, if anything, one thing that they need is a guy that can play wide receiver. Hypothetically, could play corner because let's be honest, that eighty that eighty donut game. You know, if they could, if they had one more corner. They might have only lost 73 to Donut. But, uh, Eddie, my yeah. man, is there anything else that you might want to add to this conversation? Yeah, I got – I'm bringing two more people with me. Bringing... That's important. Who? Who? Let's not even, <laughs> let's not even do the, the plan. <laughs> Who are you bringing with you? That's important. Now we I'm... can shake the room a bit. <laughs> I'm bringing I'm – bringing, I'm bringing somebody with me. I know who somebody is number zero from from the Renegades, the linebacker. The linebacker, that's that's great. And Tell I'm me bringing someone else. I'm bringing Ron Brown with me. Who the hell's Ron Brown? Ron Rondo. Brown's the Rondo. guy from the Renegades Rondo. that you said you loved Rondo? on the table. Yeah. Oh, Remember number nine? Oh, I thought he was shaking the room. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess it's not okay. Yeah. Here, I mean, right, a lot fair. here, Rob. What do you think of this team with those additions presently constructed? Do you feel they're missing anything? What are the holes on this new Snow Tribe team? Also, I think we're the only sports show where the free agent announcement and the analysis are happening simultaneously. Right. With, yeah. Right next to each other. <laughs> with the analyst and the athlete on the line at the same time. So we're breaking new ground here, people. Um, as far as that move, let's just be honest. This is a big win for Snow Tribe. We're not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be extra about it, but this is a very big win for Snow Tribe. Samaj is one hell of a linebacker. Like that's a great pickup period. Like th there's nothing else to say after that. Now, when it comes to Eddie and, and Rondo, Ron, Ron Brown, right? When yeah. it comes yeah. to them two, in my opinion, what these two guys do in the offseason to raise their athletic ability, their skill, their speed, their stock, will then impact the Raw Way Snow Tribe in a very different – they won't be – I can't grade them on the same player scale that I graded them on who they were in the past season. If they come in in the offseason or from the offseason better than they were in the, in, you know, in the past few seasons, then the Raw Way Snow Tribe might have just got like a three-way steal if I'm being honest. But if y'all come in the same way y'all been, that's a three-pack of ass, bro. Y'all really get sold the back. And that's going to be terrible. What, do you, think, what nah. do you think about this team presently constructed? What are they missing? 
uh, a quarterback. I mean, if but again, we're not in we're, we're not in the Rawway Snow Trap office to know who they are picking up, who are they talking to, things like that. Right now, we only know this big move, which is still a big move. Um, I still hey, think they're missing a piece at defensive line. I still hey, think they're missing. What's up? Who do you think is playing quarterback for the Raw Way Snow Tribe in 2023, my friend? Lord knows. I mean, it better not be an old, bum, 35-year-old, sore shoulder, you know, salt and pepper-haired, kind of handsome, devilish guy. It better not be that guy. Well, it is. Let's go. Corey Hammond to the Raw Corey Hammond is not the move. Let's let's be honest. Let's 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 just reannounce this. Let's announce it. Ron Brown. And Samad Jenkins have joined the Snow Tribe. And sneaking in the back door is that 35-year-old old-ass quarterback. Oh, nice. Eddie Pettio. Yeah, man. Corey, 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 that's cheating. He's 35 and can throw an accurate pass. That's cheating because Corey Corey knows he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Even if I give him shit on this show, Corey knows he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I've gone to bat for Corey. And people have thrown darts at me because I think Corey's good. It's, which is crazy, hey, right? Man. But because I, I like throw darts past them, let's go. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a different year next year. I'm telling you. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's, let's say that. I'm not I'll coming in the same way. The Snow Tribe will have a better record in twenty. I'm making a bold prediction here. They'll have a better record in 2023 than they will in 2022. I know I'm going on a limb here. The Big limbs, limbs, but how many how many wins did me, they have last season? Let's start there. I will give you that number right now. Yeah, less than they're gonna have next year, Rob. I think it was like one or two. They beat they beat the Covington Heist and they beat the Animals. They beat the Animals a, twice. So so they have three wins. The, I, the I think Snow three. Tribe ended the year three and four. Three and okay. four, which is a. Better record than about one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the league. A better record than the Old Bridge Hawks. Which is yeah, yeah, let's not, yeah, let's not, let's not talk about the Hawks. That that's a big disappointment. (laughs) That that team hurt my soul. I thought that team was gonna sneak in, do some damage. And and I'm hearing and I'm hearing some rumors, some murmurs. That a certain that the quarterback field in New Jersey. Listen, man. Well, no, not that story. We're gonna talk about. No, okay. Story All right. Yeah. Let's. But I okay. have heard that someone with an MVP caliber arm is in play to leave the division. That's all I can say right now. Ooh, an MVP man. caliber arm to leave the division. That to leave the division. I wonder who that is. Conversation. MVP caliber arms. Well, it's no hey, secret, guys. guys. It's not Corey Hammond. It is it's not, not Corey Hammond. Not we definitely know that. Despite I mean, not an MVP caliber <laughs> arms. But so, with, so with Eddie Pettio can... and Ron Brown and a good offensive line that's going to get better, an NFL guy overseeing everything, making sure all the things flow, and a guy like Big Mike Sims. Shout out to Big Mike. You just want you just want free Buffalo Bills gear. You already know, Rob. Already know, Rob. Do you know what this means? You and I get to call games this season 
with Corey wearing all white. You can make a fat joke when you want about no, me, not, but look, I can make listen, Michelin tire I am jokes, already but... down to 218. I'm getting into shape, and the Snow Tribe is going to get the, the best version of Corey Hammond since the Warriors. How about that? If Corey makes it down to 175, I feel like the Rawway Snow Tribe are a legitimate threat. Rob, if I made it down to 175, I would get hurt the first time I was tackled. You know that part of my durability is this, this natural rib pad situation I got going on, and I got to get rid of some of it. But I'm keeping as much as, as possible to keep myself safe in that pocket. No, put, nobody. Put some, all right, so not 175. Let's just say oh, 195. How about some more protection up front? Hey, that's ask, Rob, ask Rob this I'm question. Coming. I'm not coming. Ask Rob this question. Don't, don't last, even look over last there. Last time Corey Hammond had two <laughs> offensive linemen in front of him, which was when, Rob? Oh, when I was blocking for you, of course. In 2017. How did Corey Hammond look as a quarterback in the A7FL? I'll just say that. And MVP. He looked elite. You look like an MVP quarterback. Now, Pat Coburn, Mr. Incredible, Courage Mosey, big shoes to fill. But let me just say this, guys, and Eddie knows this. This is just the beginning for the Snow Tribe. Mm-hmm. You know you know me and Eddie on the prowl. Oh, man. We are working, and hopefully in one of these later podcasts, getting closer to the season, we pressure some other big names into joining us. But that's all yes, I'm going to say, sir. gentlemen. Yep. Keep it at that. Keep it at that. That's it. We're not, we're not necessarily here to do anything other than, than recap my hot take. And last week when we were talking with Corey Price, my guy, I said, Rob, the news we break that you were down on before, remember, I said that you would be pleasantly surprised. Was my hot take correct? No, yeah, your hot take was correct. You were right. Yes. <laughs> I'm one for like seven on hot takes this year, guys. No, yeah, your hot take was correct. Um, again, I would have been very pissed off and I'd have been yelling at Eddie Pettyote right now if he was on the U or on BIC. I'd have been like, Eddie, why the hell do you think that's gonna make a difference? You know what I'm saying? But he went to the team where he can still play and make an actual difference. Yeah, and we oh. talked about that when I was talking to that's Eddie. I about. mean Right, Eddie? And you could back me up on this, and then I'll let you go and kind of tell your side of it. But when I originally started talking to some of these guys in the offseason, there's other guys, too, that I talk to. And, you know, I'm just trying to help out the league, help out guys that are, you know, I'm cool with. But at the end of the day, I was telling them, like, look, what do you want to do? And, Rob, you know, when you think about openings, where you can go, you know, one of the things you think about is just what are the other options? So I I know when I was talking to Eddie, one of the things that Eddie was talking about was is that, although he could probably go to one of those teams, he has the speed, he has the talent, um, he has the football acumen that he could figure out where to play. Like, I'll say this to you. Why didn't you choose one of those, you know, teams where if you went to it, for instance, we were talking about another player, and I'm not going to name his name, Eddie, today. And it was a player, you know, that obviously we're both familiar with. And we were talking about what his hypothetical future is because you saw him at the – you saw him at the uh, the the semi pro game, the Sharks, uh, Hawkeyes, and yeah. he was telling. And, and we were saying where he might go, but we disagreed with that whole premise of why go to a team like BIC or like the U when, you know, for instance, there was a guy that we used to play with. His name was Kenneth Cooper. He actually played running back sometimes for the Renegades and and yeah. and got in on that defensive line. 
he was on BIC's roster, guys, and you never saw him. So, Eddie, what was your thoughts in choosing Snow Tribe over maybe going to a team like the U or a team like BIC? Um, first off, the U, I feel like for the U and BIC, why go to a stack team? Why go to a team that that's been on the on the big TV and everything multiple times? Why not change it up a little bit? You know, I like to because I like to be the underdog and come out on top. That's why I'm not the type to brag or, or do nothing. I just come out and play. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I chose the Snow Tribe. I picked every other team. I picked every other team to play with, like, my peoples, my bros, and everything. So now I'm going to pick a team to build with. Now I'm about to build with Snow Tribe. That's why I picked them. Well, Eddie, before... Yo, and, and that's, why, that's why, Eddie, I'm glad you picked me. Yes! <laughs> Eddie, before we let you go, next year, if there's an eight-week season... What do you guys think you're gonna walk out of the season looking like? Man, you know, of course, I'm I'm saying we're gonna walk out champs. We're gonna have all the keys by that time. We're gonna have all the keys put together. We're gonna to practice. We're gonna put we're gonna put in the work. This year we actually put in the work. I'm putting in the work. The whole team gonna put in the work. So I feel like we we go we could we we gonna we probably lose one or two games, but. We're going, to, we're going to the championship. That's what I feel. Well, Eddie, just, just, remember, just remember, this is recorded, yep. and I will play this back. We will, we will be – we officially here on the 3-on-1 podcast are on Snow Tribe Watch. We'll be bringing that to you during the regular season here on the show. Hopefully we remember because the next season starts in March. But, Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We will be holding you and Corey Hammond to his word. And for selfish reasons, we are rooting for and against the Snow Tribe because the more successful you guys are, the less Corey Hammond we have in our lives, and we can't have that. But thank you so much, Eddie. Thanks for being thank on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Eddie, I'll see you, I'll see you next week for practice. Let's go. Work All starts right, now. Leagues on notice, and you already snow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And what? we move. You thought K- no, wait, 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 wait. You know what? You know what? In the, in the spirit of announcing things, right? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no. come back. You'll play for some we'll table I'm it. Up and down. Let's go, Rob. We'll table it. <laughs> well, speaking of tables, this man, our next guest, brings a lot to the table, mainly because he's technically our boss, and he is here to join us for the announcement of the 2022 A7FL postseason awards. He is the president of the American Sevens Football League. You know him, you love him. You've heard him swear behind me on the air at least twice. He's Ryan DePaul. Ryan, you're finally on the pod. Hi, friend. Nobody loves me, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't don't come in here. You've been mentioned, that, you've been mentioned once in the lives. I, I actually I remember Let's that he was the president the multiple times. Ryan, Ryan the I was like, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, what's his actual title? <laughs> I have a lot of titles. President, <laughs> commissioner. Uh, but thanks for having me. Hope you guys can hear me all right. Yeah, we got right you. Now. I'm to uh, Eddie Pediot. Eddie Glad you guys got him on, man. He's a guy that kind of flies under the radar, and I, I feel like he's an elite player. So I know Rob's laughing, but. Uh, you know, yep, but I'm, I'm not going to be laughing too long. I'm, I'm good. 
I want Eddie yeah, to but, show something. Yeah. yeah, but listen, Rob. Even ask. How about this, Ryan? What about what about Samad Jenkins, the linebacker that you that's former Renegades linebacker now Snow Tribe middle linebacker? Yeah, I mean he's elite too. Uh, he's, he's it's without, a, it's, without a doubt. I mean, he flies under, under the radar, but he's probably. I think he's the best linebacker in the league. He's a stud. He's a stud for sure. And like those are the headliners. I'm just in the back because obviously I'm on this pod. But you know, Snow Tribe had a lot of pieces. They get they get a couple more pretty good pieces. And like I said, um, you know, we're gonna get into the the actual awards for the guys that deserve them from last year. But talking about uh, next year, man, you know, that's only beginning with Snow Tribe. Let's let's go. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens if uh, Rob, uh, Ryan, if you didn't hear Corey and Rob and all those players will be going into Snow Tribe. And no, 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 Hold on, wait. I what? meant Corey and oh, Eddie. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, no. Corey and Eddie. Rob is <laughs> Rob. Rob has no. firmly planted himself next to my fat ass in the booth. So before maybe. I even talk to Snow Tribe maybe. for one second, Matt released that video of me going to Snow Tribe. He spoke it into existence. So Matt, speak <laughs> Rob blocking for me into existence as well. Probably I mean, Rob, they and leave me alone in the booth time. next year? No. You won't be alone in the booth. If, you know, no. <laughs> I mean, we we could work something out. I mean, you know, there there's there's microphones on the side, like. You know, while while Rob's while Rob's taking a breather, he could give you the uh, you know a little hus hus for uh, Eddie on the three on one. You know what I'm saying? And congratulations to us. Our video uh, that was dropped last week, edited by the brilliant Jared Wright, has reached over a million views on Instagram. Let's if you, go! If you have not seen Kason Campbell completely flambe a member of the Vegas Force, go to our Instagram page right now to do that at a7fl. But let's start off with Offensive Player of the Year. So this year's voting was a combination of league officials, league owners and investors, members of our advisory board. That was one sector of voting. The other sector of voting was fan voting. The fan voting was a little less weighted than the executive vote because regional bias. But we announced some... some, uh, some some honorable mentions that's the word college education we'll announce some honorable mentions throughout this portion of the pro- of the pod but let's start out with an award we all pretty much assumed was going to be unanimous and this one was pretty much across the board with a huge percentage of victory uh rookie of the year for 2022 for the third straight year, it goes to a member of the Trenton BIC. Alex Verardi is the rookie of the year in the A7FL. Wow. Okay. Rob, what's your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on Verardi potentially walking out with two awards after this season? And that that's my thing. He deserves an award. If rookie of the year is the one they want to give him to free up the space for another guy who they think did okay on defense, then I'm all for it. But I'm I'm fine with Verardi getting rookie of the year. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, what about you, Cor? Uh, let's give Carl and the guys at BIC because it's it's not always Carl, but he's kind of the, you know, he's he's the head of the snake. So you know, you give him the credit and the blame. But uh, to bring in 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 three consecutive years, guys, let me just say names out loud. <laughs> Ashanti Worthy, 
Sterry Codrington, and then now Verardi. And Equals there's, championship. A reason, guys, there's a reason, guys, the BIC are not only the 2022 champs, but I'd say a lot of people that have a close eye on the A7NFL would say that their future looks extremely, extremely bright. And although we're we're still maybe in the tail end of a dynasty, it, talking about the Patterson U, we might be also in that overlap of the beginning of another potential dynasty that to be on brand, there's no Trevor coming for next year after oh that my 80 goodness. Here we go. Gotta throw in a Corey stuff. Corey, and you gotta throw that in there. Yeah, but I also I also, you know, precursor all of those by saying, here we go, here's some Corey Hammond. And then here comes Corey Hammond. So everybody's prepared for it. But back on track, BIC, three consecutive years getting the rookie of the year. And one of them being a defensive. I don't remember the last defensive rookie of the year. Can you, I, you know, obviously, you know, we're not like writing these down as tattoos on our arms so we can reference maybe, them. Maybe but I cannot remember the last time a rookie had this maybe much impact K-Wack. on the defensive side. Of maybe KWAC, but not this impact. KWAC was never this. Yeah, but listen, listen, Rob, why did you just do that? No, I'm sure. <laughs> Why did I just do what? What did I do? You I mentioned KWAC, and I said, "Why did you do that?" I wouldn't say that about KWAC, man. He he literally wrestled away a championship for you in 2016. He, Stop. he wrestled that you game got... by, at the end of that game. Lord like, have mercy. Lord have mercy. You guys like giving people who do the, I mean, most, the, the smallest I mean, amount of things the he credit. Did the, he didn't, he didn't wrestle. He he played. Listen. He got a fumble recovery, but are we going to say um, Breezy snatched one out the sky when he caught the interception? Bullet picked up an interception. Mason got a fumble recovery. Courage stiff arm chick 45 times in a row. I mean, there's a lot that happened that game to give KWAC when you, when that you, heavy you, of a when credit. You stri- when you strip a ball and take it back for six, it's a 12-point, it's a two-score swing right there. That, he did, I mean, he like, didn't take it back for six. Yeah, he did. No, Ryan, I was there. No, he didn't. Who, who, reta- who, reta- who, 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 what, he stripped it and someone else what? No, they, he just stripped it and we, we got the ball back. And it, he got, we got the ball back on a drive. We didn't score. We didn't score that drive. KWAC stripped it, got the ball back, and then we scored the following drive. That's when, um, that's when LJ was like, on everything, on everything. Yeah. I watched that game. Uh, I got to look at that. Me too. That, I'm, yeah. I'm you guys definitely that, scored on it. KWAC didn't score now, if he scored, this is a different conversation, sure. Yeah. But no, he definitely got the strip. He's known for that. Yeah, young K Wack. And while Carnell Wachter's not the rookie of the year this year, it does go to Alex Verardi. Also in the running was Curtis Pacman Jones. Uh, he gets the honorable mention in the rookie of the year category for this year, uh, along with Gianni Breland, who had an excellent year for Las Vegas. But when we look at rookie of the year, we also have to look at defensive player of the year. And Alex Verardi, for the most part, was a consensus pick, but one name stood out and one name stood out in the executive vote. And that was Isaac Isaac Negron, as he will be taking home the A7FL defensive player of the year honor for 2022 he was an anchor for the patterson U throughout the regular season especially during the playoffs if you have not watched uh the patterson U take on the baltimore rare breed in the final four 
you missed out on some excellent, excellent football. But guys, when you take a look at Isaac Negron being the defensive player of the year over an Alex Verardi, do you feel like it makes sense? Does it go back to the Codrington Ashanti worthy conversation? We had? Hell no. I'm, I'm not even going to listen. I'm not even going to dignify this or, or sit on the award winners, but no. And, and we gave a, we gave a Rardio award to free up the defensive player of the year. Isaac is well deserving of it. But if you're asking me if Verardi played better than Isaac defensively, the answer is yes, he did. Period. I, they were literally going against each other in the chip. I didn't see Sterry having to deal with the Verardi on the other side. Like Isaac did his thing, but I don't remember Isaac doing that much in the chip, respectfully. But Verardi was all over the place. And again, it's well-deserved either way because Isaac had a phenomenal year, but he didn't have a Verardi year. He just didn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's, there's no hate. I love Isaac. He's a veteran. Like, I'm a veteran. That's my guy. Like, we go way back. But, no, he did not have a variety year. But he is well-deserving of that reward. I mean, the thing yeah, is, think, is, is know, what Rob is saying. Go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, you know, variety missed a couple – listen, I'm, I'm a fan. I know that position well. Does everything right, all the fundamentals for a defensive end, outside linebacker. That you couldn't do anything about him. I mean, he, you know, he was very much responsible for beating them this year, no doubt. Uh, but Facts. don't forget, I mean, uh, BIC's offensive line is much better than the U's offensive line. You know, that's definitely true. And, you know, Verardi missed, what, two games, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a close race between those two guys for sure, but I think they both deserve rewards. Isaac had a phenomenal season for his, what I believe is his 11th season in the league. The guy's been around for a while. He's played lights out this year. I think it worked. I think, I think it's a good thing. And I think what I was going to say is, is that as as much as Verardi flashes on the screen and you can kind of see the motor, you can see the speed, you can see the low center of gravity, you can see the hands moving it and doing rip moves and getting off and all the action and all the the, the things that jump off the screen. And as a, as a blocker, Rob, I think that you, you know, you put this in, in a, in a, uh, a self you know, evaluation of, can I block this guy? And I know that you have the confidence that you could probably block a guy, a guy of, of Isaac's ilk where it's more brute strength as opposed to the mixture of all of it. That one, one thousand percent. One thousand. But I think, I think why Isaac, and I'm going to give him a credit because obviously we had the, the, the counterpoint with Rob. I think I'm going to give Isaac the defensive player of the year nod a because for a, for like a bounce back of like a, you know, a, a two year, three year period where Isaac was no scrub, but wasn't a top tier defender in this league for him to make the impact that he did. And, and it, statistically, when you look at the numbers, he actually had double digit sacks. Most of his tackles were behind the line of scrimmage. And because of the disruption, he then started to get the double teams, which would open up things for guys like Fletch or Pitts or J-Rock or just name them, you know, all the other guys that, that, you know, contribute to that defensive line. But I will also say that, uh, you know, honorable mention for my guy, and we're constantly trashing them as, as a league in general, not specifically on this podcast, but my guy JJ had kind of a, a Oh yeah, nah. JJ he had a ton. He had, eight, he had sure. eight or so interceptions and, you know, that's, you know, with, with a great defensive line, it's a little bit easier to do. Let's be honest. 
Um, you know, those right, right, right. Some of those, some of those interceptions you might even be able to put right at the feet of Verardi or John Columbia or you know, he's still, he's still gotta catch those things, man. So I I will give JJ that honorable mention for sure. And for for a unit, I think you know, for for his offensive and not offensive, but offensive as last year was in 2022 for the A7 FL, the rare breed as a unit led by freight train and the Wolverine as, as not only good players, but the heart and soul and the, and the attitude, you know, you know, tough, you know, hard nose old school football players that bring kind of the attitude of that defense. You know, let's just shout out to that whole unit because they pretty much carried a, a Baltimore team, you know, to the final four, not like their offense was bad in any way, but you know, as far as the defenses that I at least saw up close and in personal, that was a really tough one to play against. And, you know, kudos to that whole unit. All right. Well, we've got two awards down, two left to go. And we go now to Offensive Player of the Year. And this one was one of the bigger runaway votes in both categories this year. When looking at the offensive player of the year voting on the V on the in the when it comes to the league execs and the people who worked internally, this guy won by over a 20% mark, nearly a 20% mark. But when you take a look at some of the other margins, it's within that and then some. But offensive player of the year goes to the man who has the bright lights, the man who high steps his way into the end zone at least once a game. He's known as Hollywood Ashante Worthy is the A7FL 2022 Offensive Player of the Year. Rob, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know my thoughts on that. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, and my, I'm just going to be very clear and concise. Steri affects the game in one facet of the game, which is offense. He is the quarterback. He is the offensive player of the year because that's where he makes his points. That's where he shows up. Uh, he, that's where he shows up. That's where he shines. Ashante Worthy, special teams, has caught an interception on defense and can score four touchdowns on offense. That is in, that's the most valuable player. So for me, I think that reward, award was given to the wrong person. But again, either way, congratulations to um, Ashanti for winning offensive player of the year. Uh, Rob, what I mean, Corey, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, because we had this discussion multiple times with Sterry and then the week after, I'm kind of on the same board as Rob. Uh, you know, I'm on board with Rob, excuse me. In 2019 and 2018, I believe, was a similar situation with Woog, Alcia Gross, the quarterback for the Immortals, and right. Matt Riddick. Uh, the wide receiver for the Immortals. And if you look at the statistics for Woog, outside gross quarterback, their video game and plus, right? Their video game plus. They're like, they're, there was like 50 touchdown passes that he threw because A, Pennsylvania football and that whole division sucked. But B, because Matt Riddick had like 37 of them. So what, what the A7FL did those years was Matt Riddick was the MVP. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, for, for Ashanti Worthy, just to get the, the praise for his unique ability to affect the game in all facets, 
whether it's offensive player of the year or MVP, I mean, the guy deserves all the praise in the world. And, you know, I wish that I was considered for any of these awards. Man, I wish I was a starter last year. But oh, thank my God. God. <laughs> thank God for the Snow Tribe. So, for me, you know, if it, 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 you know, Ashanti Worthy winning the offensive player of the year, that's a great, that's a great thing to, to put on his mantle. And he deserves, he deserves all that we can give him at basically at this point. Facts. And Ryan, what are your thoughts? Uh, not much to add. You know, the kid's incredible. You know, returning the ball, playing offense, he's just pops off the screen. He's, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, you know, no, no argument for me. And now it is time to announce the most valuable player in the American Sevens Football League for the 2022 season. He is someone who took Rookie of the Year honors in 2021, making it all the way to the A7FL championship game. He was denied at the door. But in 2022, as he spoke about on this podcast, there was something special going on for this young man. And going from New Jersey to Germany and back to redefine himself behind center, Sterry Codrington Jr., is walking away with the most valuable player award. He shared the A7FL championship MVP with Alex Verardi. Verardi becomes rookie of the year. Codrington becomes MVP. The BIC takes three out of four awards. I think this, in my opinion, Sterry Codrington is a layup as MVP because if you take him out of that situation, even with Corey Price there, Codrington was playing at another level in 2022. And guys, yeah, when, the kid's, when the kid's incredible. yeah, and and I, what I was gonna say, and I, I'm I'm sorry, Ryan. You know, you're the boss, literally. So whenever you want to speak, just be like, Corey, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll go, I'll go first on this one if you don't mind. I mean, you know, it's like it's the field general shit for me that that like totally stands out. The maturity level that kid, you know, in his second year, it's just impressive. I mean, forget the fact that every time he gets to the open field, nobody can catch him. He's so calm in the pocket. He's so accurate. I mean, he, you know, he's just incredible, man. And he, if you ever have a chance to talk to him, which apparently you guys did on, on one of the podcasts, he's just an awesome guy, man. I, like, I would love to have him as a teammate. So, again, another award well-deserved. I think everybody got this one right. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a problem in this league for years to come. Yeah, I, I, it's, hard, it's hard to disagree with that as a selection. Rob, you might you might want to flip flop Ashante and Sterry, but something we might talk about in a second kind of would I believe change your opinion on that. What would that be? A certain piece of uh, scuttlebutt that we've heard. Uh, I mean, again, when it comes to Sterry, though, again, this is his year. Well deserved MVP. If this is how the people have voted, then. Who am I to go against the people? Sterry is phenomenal. Sterry is amazing. Sterry is one of the prototypes of quarterbacks that you need in this league to win a game. To win a chip. Forget a game. To win a championship, he's one of those style of quarterbacks you need. You need a guy like that to stretch the field. You need him to stay as calm. Like Ryan said, he's very calm in that pocket. Very poised. Very methodical. Every move he's he makes is calculated. He's not he's not wasting snaps. Even if he it was a run play that went for two yards, might have been part of his plan. And that makes him very dangerous. 
He's ice cold when he needs to be. He can let it fly when he needs to let it fly. And he can run the ball. Probably the best running quarterback in this league. I, I, I'd argue that he's the best running quarterback in this league. Oh, Huff, and, because Huff is the best run, running quarterback no, in this league? No, no, Sterry. I think oh, Sterry's the best. Okay. Yeah. No, I think Sterry's yeah, I, the best. Um, that, yeah, Sterry, Sterry. Sterry's so good with his arm that you forget that he can take one quarterback draw for six, go 80 yards and, and not think twice about it, and then turn around and let you know yeah. that he just did that. So, again, Phil, General, all that, I do I, – I, listen, well-deserved reward. This is Sterry Codgerton's year, and as of right now, until further notice, this is Sterry Codgerton's league. So good luck to you guys. And by you guys, you mean me? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so my thing is, is that let's rewind. Let's rewind uh, about 380 or so, 400 days. And when BIC took on the Gators in 2021 Final Four, there was game. this great game, but also remember the game plan for BIC. There was this, there was this feeling, whether it was around the league and we were and, and you know, maybe we're embellishing it, or at least around the team, especially in the booth as I'm watching this game with you two. Um, excuse me, it was just with Matt, but they only threw two passes against the Gators. They only allowed their quarterback to make the decision to throw or not twice. So there, there was a, a certain perception of, you know, what Sterry was, how to best use him. And when you have courage in the backfield and you have a good offensive line, you know, it's not necessarily a bad game plan. And guess what? It did win. But the difference between the BIC from 2021, that they were runners up to the U, and the 2022 team that beat the U guys three times. I don't think we'll ever say that again of any other team, including BIC, because I don't think that that's a, a thing that we we should we should. No, probably. no, that would that will never happen again for any team. I don't think that'll ever happen. Again. But when we were calling that game, and unfortunately, I think Matt missed that game. When me, Rob, and LJ were calling that game earlier this year, there was this feeling that the U said. As, as a defensive scheme, Sterry, you beat us with your arm. They made sure that he couldn't escape the pocket. They gave him a free pocket. They barely even rushed him, and they said, throw it. And in the face of the U defense, which we could say about all the changes and, and you know, earlier in the season there was different personnel, it's still guys that are athletic, know what they're doing, and their, their, their scheme and their whole organization is run the right way. So when you face that defense, as I have and failed, every single time I have in my career, you're facing something special. And what Sterry did to them in that first game was change the perception of who he was around the league. And since that game, which was very early on in the season, he's only ever solidified that not only is he able to run as, as shifty as, as Huff, but with 4-3 speed, but now he's probably one of the best throwers of the ball in the league. And if you have that combination, that's why he's sitting there smoking a cigar after the championship, holding a trophy. It's a fair point, Ryan. What are your thoughts on Sterry Codrington walking away with the MVP nod? Yeah, no, I, again, it's well-deserved. I, I, I couldn't think, you know, you know, one of the, you know, I, I spoke on this first, so I don't know if you forgot, but his field generalship, uh, you know, in just year two is amazing. His maturity, the quarterback position is unbelievable. And 
you know, one of the one of the arguments people make for MVP is if you take that guy off the team, will that team still win a championship? And I'm not so sure that BIC would win a championship without Terry Padrickson. So I know Rob is, you know, looking for Ashanti to be the MVP. Took Ashanti off that team and still had Terry. Would they beat the U? And that's the question you got to ask yourself to see if you got it right. Now, we did ask ourselves that question multiple times. And I actually feel like I'm with Rob. I would have leaned Ashanti MVP. But I think when you ask the question that way, I'm not sure if BIC without Sterry or let's be honest, almost any team in the league without Sterry is beating the U this year, at least. In the playoffs. I mean, the rare breed did it in the regular season, but. I mean, look, we just got to be honest here, right? Again, I'm not take. listen, congratulations to everybody who won the awards. We're literally, the only, it's a discussion of flipping the two, right? That's it. They, those guys still deserve the rewards. My thing is, who is Sterry throwing four touchdowns to? Because it it's no one else on that BIC roster that's catching four touchdowns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The kid, the kid, Asante scored four touchdowns on the U. That shit's unheard of. That shit is unheard of. Like, no one's doing that in the league. So, again, that, that's it. But then again, who am I? Who threw him the damn ball? Sterry. So, it's like I'm, we're really debating two great players and where to put this great player and where to put that great player. But at the end of the day, they're both great players and they're both champions. So, I think that's more important to them than, you know, who wins the OMVP, you know, the Offensive Player of the Year and MVP. I think those guys are just they're champions. And yeah, me and, Rob, me and Rob aren't trying to take anything away from either of the guys. Yeah, we're just giving. It's, it's oh, yeah, more, no, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I listen. I, I think it's interchangeable, man. I, I agree. Both, both right, those right. guys are pretty damn good. You know, like I, it's. Uh, I don't think anybody's debating that. I think everybody's fine with. Even if the outcome was the other way, I mean, I wouldn't be arguing to say that. You know, if Ashanti was MVP, I wouldn't argue at all. You know, right, right. I don't think any of us are really arguing. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's really a hard point to argue either way because, again, both of those guys are, excuse my French, fucking amazing. What are, what are we arguing? What are we arguing about? Honestly, well, nothing. Let me let me ask this because Ryan, I think more than anybody in this league, has probably the best perspective of the history, the talent level of all the guys that have been a part of it. Let's let's just assume that we can expect similar things, you know, not nothing, you know, nothing, you know, that, you know, separates them in, in a way that, you know, there's some kind of quantum leap from where they are right now, which is fucking amazing. Like Rob said to quote um, him very eloquently. But Ryan, where do you think a guy like Sterry as a quarterback in this league, at least where he sits now with a lot of assumptions and a guy like Ashanti as a playmaker, you know, just all everything guy kind of rank in the history of the a7fl going back as long as you can remember oh, now this now, now, things, this. Look at it. now things are going to get yeah. interesting uh -huh. see, see? i know we're gonna... talking because i have a hard time not right now throwing a shanti in the top 10 right top five but i don't okay. know if you, I, i'm just saying you got to stay top 10 because you're not putting them above an st a moose spit a Riddick, an outside gross, uh, Charles Irvin. I mean, there's, you know, you, it's not, not yet. I mean, we're talking about two seasons, you know, like, and I'm just going off the top of my head. You know, but you in two seasons, in well, in, in three What's seasons, because this is Ashanti's third season, 
Have there oh, been any? The have there been the four other players in the span of three seasons or three years oh, yeah. that have been able oh, to? On. Well, I, yeah. I'm the new guy Absolutely. here. You created the fucking thing. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, Chick, Amir, Amir Morris, Sean Thomas, uh, Matt Riddick. I mean, Osiah Gross. I mean, those guys were just as ridiculous. But, but uh, that's the only that's the only distinction where because when I talk about Ashante Worthy's impact, I, I actually posted this in the group. I said I haven't seen a player have the impact Ashante Worthy had since Young, and the reason why I compare him directly young, to Young, young. yeah, and who, I only compare for those him directly who don't to know, Young. Who is Young? And Rob's talking Yusuf, about Yusuf Young Riddick, who actually started with the A team in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, right. Which was the first ever chip winner outside of the state of New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. And he and was so, he's like a smaller wide receiver. Think of him like a Matt, almost you, like a Tyree. You know who Young is. Young scored four touchdowns against the U in the twenty eighteen championship. And that's that. exactly, exactly and Matt, that's, that's exactly the guy that's why the guy I'm the making the comparison. Guy for the that's the that's why I'm making yeah. that specific comparison. I, I separated, right? I'm talking about the best wide receivers we've ever seen. And I mm. it's hard for me not to think that Ashante Worthy is not in the top five of the best receivers, impact wise, impact wise. Because you got your cute bells, you got guys who've been in the league for a while, but none of them have had that kind of impact. And the only person close, in my opinion, is Yusuf Young Reddick. Those are the but only two I can compare. Those guys also didn't have the opportunity in the three-on-one back then. Also, very don't true. Forget. Which is what, don't which is what's giving Ashanti Worthy a slight edge. And even if I take that away, I posted up a few highlights from Yusuf Young Reddick. Young Young was taking the top off of these guys. And he was doing it with oh, attitude. Yeah. No, no. Young and, was, yeah, right. Yeah. No, and Young that's was why those two guys, Worthy and Young, to me are a much closer comparison than I think people are giving it credit for. It's actually, in my opinion, showing us how good Young was, and it's telling us how good Hollywood is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be in the, to be considered in the top ten of all time is, like, super elite. You know, like, even... Yeah, top ten all like, time. That would probably piss cool. a lot of people. Yeah, people that probably piss a lot of people off. <laughs> Don't forget about Troy, no. you know, Nasbier Smith. I mean, right. you know, there's it's a, it's a elite company. So it, it it is, and that's that's the thing. Is some some of these guys like a Troy, Troy has been in this league for years, has had sparks of greatness, but again, I personally think the impact. Like again, I separated for wide receivers because if you're saying greatest players of all time. And you put Ashante Worthy in that top ten, yes, there will be an argument. There'll be an argument that I don't think this podcast is but that that is something I'm I'm pretty sure we can table and save that for a future episode because that's gonna be great. But um and, and, and let's just let's just put this all into perspective. Ryan's talking about it's almost been 20 years of guys, right, Ryan? Right, right. And and we're talking about a yeah, guy who's how old? Yeah. He's 23, 24 years old. Right. This is his second full season in the league. That rookie of the year was the Salas tournament. That wasn't even a full season. And we noticed right. him during the tournament. Like in he, four he losses. stuck out like a yeah, he stuck out like a sore thumb in that tournament. In four he losses, committed. he was probably the second best player in the entire tournament to Huff. Right. 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 
and 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 he just won his first chip. I think, guys, the only thing that stops Ashanti Worthy is is if is if he becomes too successful. It's like that Bane quote: "Victory has defeated you." The only thing that can stop Ashanti Worthy is vi if victory defeats him. And guys like that pull like what you know the the whole Immortals team did, and said, "Nope, we're gonna quit on top because." We're not strong enough to actually fight for our spot at the top anymore. Don't don't do that. Quitting on top isn't come that on, bad. That's what I did. <laughs> first of all, hey, you want first of all, screw the immortals. They should come back right now because I said so. There's something right. that I wanted to talk about that's been there's a there's a text chat. If you've seen it on social media, we we posted a screenshot of some of the stuff we talk about. And Rob, you you have your ears on the ground. Corey, you obviously have your ears on the ground within the league and there's something allegedly coming down the pipeline, Rob that may completely shift the, and we talked about early in the broadcast that an MVP caliber arm might be leaving his division, but this is, this is that. And maybe then some. So again, this is the rumor mill part of the show. Take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt until you hear it from those official sources. I'm not leaking who told me. I'm not leaking how I found out. I'm not even, all I know is I have screenshots. I have conversations. There's a slight chance that Mark Bagway from Tampa, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, will come to New Jersey what? <laughs> and I'll just leave it as play for a team in New Jersey. I'll leave uh -huh. that there. I won't. I won't even say what team. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that because I think that's too much. Mark Bagway to New Jersey. Let's say that. Uh, let, let, how about this, real quick? Mark Bagway has the same exact ability as Codrington. I'm like no doubt in my mind. Can, okay. Can do all the everything okay all the same okay stuff. so like he like he immediately will put a, a team into a final four immediately that he's that good and he plays defense he's liked out on defense that would be re i thought you're gonna tell me he's gonna go to vegas what's he doing up in jersey who moves from florida to new jersey what a mistake I, I, I don't i have no idea but I, I mean i do have an idea but I, that hey, part hey, rob. hey rob what's up I think all of, all of us on this call and everyone listening can agree that Mark Bagway is so much better than me. It's ridiculous. Is he going to snow trap? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Corey. If he was going to snow tribe, I, I would tell you after. I wouldn't hurt your heart live on air like this. So, <laughs> I would, I would oh, probably no. in pre It is kind of weird, man. Mikey, Mikey Sims has been texting me at nighttime about all these big moves that he's making. I mean, could it be? That's a could big it be? Oh, no. You know, but like, oh, well, no. I, I have, I've heard, I've heard the rumor Rob is talking about, and if it does happen, it makes another rumor that's in the pipeline about other divisions really interesting, and I think that. If Mark Bagway leaves the Florida division, that the Nightcrawlers are the most vulnerable top five team in the A7FL. Oh, no question. That's that's, that's facts. 
they probably were already. I mean, the, you know, Ryan's saying that uh, Mark Bagway is on the same level as Terry, and I think that that's exactly true. What I'm saying is not my actual take. My take, excuse me, I had to press the call button real quick. My take is that, that I don't agree with, is that you can make the argument that because of the actual talent around Sterry and the talent that was around Mark Bagway, that Mark Bagway might have elevated his team more. So, like, if you were doing, like, that MVP conversation, who had the better roster other than the quarterback position? Was it BIC or the Nightcrawlers? I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. We're not even taking right? away so anything I'm from the So, I'm not saying this is true. Yeah. So, let's just be clear. I'm not saying that this is true, and I think that Sterry Codron being the MVP, even though I voted specifically for Ashanti, I think that that's the right move. I like it. Give the guy the MVP. It's probably his first of a couple, if if – a couple is even the limit that we should even put on it. But I think the argument could be made that Mark Bagway might even be able to elevate a team more, which is why, as we talk about it, if Mike Sims is that good and he is bringing my man, let me just say this. When I talked to you, bro, remember you were saying that you, you, you know, you like playing wide receiver. Like I'm working out. I can throw a go route better than any other, any other route in my repertoire. Ask these guys. Ryan says I should step up in the pocket more. I explained that I don't have a great offensive line. That's another conversation. But, uh, Rob, let's just maybe say this. Ryan, maybe Ryan should come block for you. No, Ryan's a better quarterback than he's a blocker. But he, I will no, say this. No, Ryan is a phenomenal blocker. Yeah, no, but he's, also blocker, he's also a very good quarterback. But let me say this, Ryan. Right. My, your hot take is, is what is the pe- what should be the actual penalty for a holding call in in football? <laughs> yeah, ejection. Ejection. What? I love it's it. Worst, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's insane. It's the worst kind of cheat. It's the worst kind. You know, listen, man. I played defensive end. That's my spot, really. But like that's, that's blatant cheat. It's the worst kind of cheating in a football game. You it's also very helpful for a quarterback, and, and even though it's a penalty, it saves me a little bit more than not. So what hey, Ryan, come get this bear hug. I condone all holding. But what about when defensive backs are holding receivers, man? It's like, and vice versa. Receivers Ejection. are the worst. They hold all the time. Ejection. Or at least a quarter. I mean, you're the, you're the president of the league. They institute it. Yo, Maybe chill, start chill, away. Don't don't put that in that bug in his ear because everyone's going. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> well, let's uh, th- this Mark Bagway situation. I see it breaking one of two ways. Either he is the heir apparent to Quattro Huffin, and Ryan Shamar has pulled the bag of all bags, or he's the new wide receiver one for the Trenton BIC. I, I don't he's not I don't think he's going cool. to the show tribe. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I'm feeling a little bit better about A myself because obviously let's stay on brand. Corey Hammond, Corey Hammonds are gonna Corey Hammond. Wow. Hey, we're, what, we could talk be, we could talk about the we could talk about the potential of him on both of those teams because Rob, what's better for the league? Rob, one of those teams. I went down to Florida and filmed him twice. He's a ridiculous wide receiver. He's just a, a re- phenomenal athlete. He's just, you know, he he is elite. Just, uh, you know, he's close to Ashanti, man. He's he's a, he's elite like that. Kid lines up wide receiver, forget it. But what forget happens it. 
in the offseason to where we have five of the best wide receiving talents in the league. Not according to Rob Fabian. Not according to Rob Fabian, but if you had Mark <laughs> if you had Mark Bagway, Ashante Worthy, uh Kason one Millie Campbell, which is his new nickname now because of the one million views when he crossed and cooked that Vegas Force member. Uh you have Trey Cohen, you have a you have Courage Mosey in the backfield and yeah, you could you could stop you could stop after that. Yeah. You you, you have one that. one so of those guys receiving. that you mentioned after Kason Campbell is has an open and available spot for the Rawway Snow Tribe at wide receiver because if you want to play and catch balls, Lord have mercy. Anyway, sitting um, on the sideline watching Mark Bagway, anyway, and Terry Codrington, and Sean anyway, as far as far as Mark Bagway playing wide receiver for BIC. Um, it, it, it would be almost like having um, Matt Riddick all season. Maybe he's even better than Matt Riddick. We just have to see. Um, he is very athletic, scary athletic. So, I mean, it gives it gives Terry another amazing receiver to throw it to who's not Ashante-worthy. It takes the pressure off of Ashante-worthy to have to, have to score four touchdowns against the U. It, it, it does things like that. And on the, on the flip end, if let's say Huff is retiring, let's let's say that's what's going on, and we don't know. These these are just rumors, right? Let's say Huff is retiring. Huff doesn't want to do this anymore, and you take a guy like Mark Bagway with a team like the U, where Mark Bagway doesn't need an offensive line. Mark Bagway did it with just two blockers and sent everybody else out for a pass. He can beat a team by himself with just his legs. So does he beat does he beat BIC in 2022 if he's if he's in Huff's in Huff's shoes? I would love to see Bagway versus Verardi. What Verardi did was nothing short of amazing. But can he do that against an athletic freak of nature like Mark Bagway, who is here to dance around with with just decent blocking? Because well, here's the here's the here I have two questions. First question is, how much of an upgrade is the Patterson U offense to what Mark Bagway was dealing with in 2022 in Tampa? Ryan, that's more of a question for you because you've seen the Tampa Nightcrawlers play a little bit more than we have. So you have a little bit more of an understanding and you have close connections with people who are there in the Florida division because you're the president of the goddamn league. But... When you look at that, and then I'll go to Rob and Corey, how much of an upgrade is that? And two, if you were willing to move across, you know, literally up to up the coast or make that trek up the coast a couple of times or eight, at least eight times a season, you're, you're playing for a starting spot. You're not, you're not riding the pine. You're not a guy who's, investing in this to go back and forth or if you're moving your entire life to new jersey you know i i get it you know for for no gators but for every other reason it doesn't necessarily make sense unless you're starting i mean don't forget snow tribe has uh you know an nfl supporter um so it's possible <laughs> someone's putting up room and board for this guy to come up here I don't think anybody. Hey, hey now, Ryan. Let's not, let's, 
Let's make sure he's playing wide receiver, though. No, I'm sure. Yeah, but he, he can be your backup quarterback. That's dangerous. Corey, Corey, that's dangerous. You, you know, just I'm not that a stud. Rob. But no, listen, I'm not hear, that me hear me out. 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 You just grabbed a stud at linebacker, Eddie Pettiote at wide receiver. If this is where Mark Bagway was going, and he's saying, I don't, oh, I'm sorry. That's another part of it. He doesn't really want to play quarterback. Let's just throw that in there, right? Oh, okay. Let's shift some things a little. He doesn't really want to play quarterback. Corey, that's a great opportunity for you to get a lights out receiver to then, like, they'll, they'll be so focused on Mark Bagway. Now Eddie Pettio is wide open to cook and do all the nice things he can do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a win-win wherever he goes. But if he doesn't go to one of the top two, whatever team he does decide to go to, again, if, if this is something he actually wants to do, he changes the landscape of the league. He changes the face of the league. He changes the brackets. Like, these, these teams are not one, two, and three no more. These teams have to play each other to now figure out who one, two, three, four, and five are. Well, I'm going to get on that, but uh, the last time I tried to get him on the show, he said yes and then ghosted me, and uh, I maybe should have thought about this hypothetical possibility because every single time we've had this podcast, guys, and you could speak to this, I say and mention the Nightcrawlers because as is my way, um, maybe I shot my foot myself in the foot there, but if he's if he's if he's maybe you know leaning more towards a wide receiver, then let's put it on the you then, Rob, you know, because this is just the rumors, right? Let's just you know let's play this out. You put a Mark Bagway on the U currently constructed. I don't think I don't think Huff coming off of a loss. I think Huff maybe off of a win might have been like, all right, I've I've proven that I'm the best in this league ever. He might have rode off into the sunset, but I think he he's got he's gonna have something to prove next year, which is gonna be a problem for the league. But let's put Mark Bagway on the U at wide receiver then. You know, they lose a Joel Rivera and no better way to replace those, you know you know, high jumping shoes than with a guy that's six, five is basically, if not the best athlete in the league, at least one of the top three. And if you're having trouble with a guy like Berardi, well, you know, maybe just throw a jump ball to Mark Bagway and he'll do the rest for you. What do you think would have been the effect if, you know, as Matt Riddick was almost the ringer for BIC that came in late for the championship game, what if it was Mark Bagway that snuck on the sideline in a, in a Miami University throwback Patterson U jersey? Patterson, you were champions. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment on that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. I don't. I don't even have to get into detail. I mean, so to more... sum this all up. So to sum this all up, let's just let's just cap this by reminding all of the fans and players and everything listening that when we did this uh when we did this fantasy draft Chiboy is the one who uh got old mark bagway so n- another win yeah but you know you, you know, your Hammond. team is trash your team is trash You're the my team won 87 percent of the vote rob oh my god your team is trash your team is two packs of ass Corey. only because their quarterback is old Listen, I'm going to send Verardi after you so bad. So, it's going to be so bad. You're not going to be able to breathe, Corey. No yeah, one on your team can block him. Yeah, but this was also a fantasy draft. So, you know that run you know that run that they show in the highlights sometimes for the uh, Warriors against the Chiefs? 
that's the Corey Hammond you're getting. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is a good place to leave this, guys. Um, another thing I think that might be a, an interesting hot take is that executive of the year will not be coming from New Jersey. Despite all these moves, I think executive of the year will not be in New Jersey. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things coming out of the pipeline in D.C. and in Baltimore. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting moves. If this happens in Florida, I think it's open season. I think things are going to get really weird really quick, and it only means good things for the league. Because imagine if some of these guys that are playing in Jersey and understand this style or some of the Maryland cats, like if a a Wolverine on the rare breed or a Rokeem Chaney jumped to Vegas or jumped to California or got the call to go play in Cincinnati or Boston. How much does that change the power dynamic in the A7FL? If we start to see these teams look at these players as serious assets, because if I'm a, if I'm looking at 2023, I am trying to get as much A7FL institutional memory as possible on my team in some form or fashion, which is why I think Eddie and Corey to the Schnow tried, despite the fact that it's filled with A7FL legends, you're getting guys who understand how to play this game right now. And I think Corey's one of the smartest football minds, not just in the A7, but in all of football. So him going there makes a lot of sense. But if Mark Bagway, makes the move from Florida to New Jersey. We have entered a brand new era of the A7FL, and we are going to see a lot of crazy shit happen in the next nine months. Facts. (laughs) Facts. All right, guys, we are near the end of the podcast, but we still need to give away some Corey Hammond game use jerseys to people who decided to roast Corey across a litany of platforms, so many platforms, it took me 20 minutes to compile all this shit, so we're going to get good use out of it. And we're going to start with the Reddit community, the A7FL Reddit. Go to reddit.com slash r slash the A7FL. Shout out to Royal Cascadian, who does a bunch of good work over there. He has a couple of good ones. Uh, Hammond could recognize a defensive scheme as about as good as Pete Davidson recognizes red flags and the girls he dates. Uh, how do you look like an out of shape PE teacher and a quarterback all at the same time? (laughs) When Corey throws a football, he turns it into a vandalized pineapple. And Hammond Hammond has talent as much in the same way a sweatband is clothing. Because the sweatband is clothing, so I do have yeah, talent. Just a little clothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's a little bit of clothing. So I, I think that's a factual statement. The first one was funnier than it was a good roast. The third one, I'm not sure about the pineapple, but let me say the second one, that's pretty much as go- a solid gold boat as it gets right there. <laughs> so he gets an upvote, but Corey, does he get a jersey? Uh, let's, let's hear what we got from Instagram, because we're not just throwing these things out. As yeah. Kyle Ward said, the 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 street value of these game worn Corey Hammond jerseys in 2022, because we don't, you know, in 2050, man, these could be, you know, a collector's item, but probably not. But Kyle Ward said that they are the equivalent of 
two cc's and a bite of a bodega sandwich and actually matt i think that was your quote but i'm combining the two and giving kyle ward credit but what do we got from instagram man well let's take a look at instagram this one has a litany of really good answers uh Corey, uh, this is from dg called Corey's got a gray hair for every team he's been cut from Yikes. oh that one's good that That's one's so good, good. <laughs> oh that one's up there uh Corey looks like if Dustin from Stranger Things and Mitchell Trubisky had a baby and Uncle Rico taught him the game of football. 40.JohnGUgly dropped that Let one. Let me tell you, Uncle Rico could throw it over a mountain. I can only get it about 55 yards, so I wish I knew that skill. D.MHB, Corey Hammond looks like Professor Utonium from the Powerpuff Girls with that nut-ass cut and that Amazon box-shaped head. All right, before we laugh at that one, I know who that's from. And let me just say to the person who send it, get out of my boys' DMs with your extra point highlight, bro. You got to make more than one play in the A7FL to be featured on the A7FL Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and or Facebook. <laughs> Period. The end. Oh, walking to the parking lot is going to suck this season. Uh, Je uh, Jess Ham Tattoos. I wonder who that is. Yeah, who uh, I think that's my wife. She's She's got two, and that is obviously Corey's beautiful wife, Jessica, someone who puts up with him for reasons I don't necessarily understand, and, and, I, and I consider Corey a close friend. If only Corey Hammond's legs could run as fast as his mouth, then every team in the A7FL wouldn't have cut him. Hey, yo, listen, hold on, Jess. <laughs> hold on, Jess. No, this one, no, this is, that's the shot. This is the chaser. Corey Hammond Emotional damage! Corey Hammond needs a chip as bad as his wife needs a Nuva ring. Jesus. Oh, nah. She said that? Yep. Great cash, homie. Great cash, homie. Great cash, homie. <laughs> Emotional damage. Oh, man. If we uh, had that as a drop, that would more than apply. T. Roland. Corey's got the arm of Chad Pennington with a broken clavicle. <laughs> Now, per now, personally, as a quarterback, that's some inside quarterback type knowledge there. And that one is one of the ones I appreciate the most because I al always make the joke that I got a Chad Pennington arm. But to be fair, it is probably more likely like the broken clavicle Chad Pennington because the man was an NFL quarterback that completed 70% of his passes. That is true. I guess I will say continue, Matt, even though. Each of these are cutting relatively deep. <laughs> well, the first cut is the deepest. The rest of them are just poking you. You're just, nah, you're just bleeding out like a stuck pig all over the goddamn studio. Uh, Gabe underscore Urbach. He looks like Dustin Colquitt packed on the pounds and decided to play quarterback. <laughs> That's not fair. That's just Although I was huge. I was huge in that... Uh that blue polo I was wearing, handing out the, the the championship. I didn't look like a quarterback. You'll see a different 2023 version in that that nice white snow tribe. I got to slim down to be wearing that white, guys. Uh, taking a look here, uh, for our final Instagram one, Christopher CM Williams 18, just rolls off the tongue, that handle. It's a 100% chance of roasted Corey Ham and turkey this Thanksgiving on the podcast. I just need the official game jersey as the dressing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that one compared to some of the other ones was good. Wasn't well that good. There we go. 
get get two of those. You get two car crashes for that one. But uh, we now go to Facebook, and we go to the A7FL dot the A7FL TV page. Well, the A7FL official page. Dan Hagen, Corey Hammond looks for receivers like he can't remember where he parked. <laughs> what the if only I, I if only I I had enough time to wander in the pocket, that would be lovely. Honestly, I think I would do I would do too, I would do well if I had enough time to wander Shut and, up, and look Corey. for my car. Boom, roasted. Keep going, man. <laughs> and uh, finally, from his own inside the the board that Rob was talking about, the A7FL New Jersey Facebook board, which is. The the player haters ball of the A seven FL. I'm glad I'm in there now, so they can't talk that much shit about me. No, oh no, no, Matt! If they no, know no, you're in there, that set himself up. Listen, oh my they're God. tagging him right. Yo, throw that redhead, <laughs> chubby guy. Listen, they're gonna tear you a new one, Matt. We got your back, though. We got you back. We got oh, you just back. The, just uh, some of the th- stuff going on in the lab. Just wait. Just wait. They'll, I'll be getting phone calls. Uh, this from Mike Duffy. Corey looks like a Walmart version of Chris Pratt and throws like a great value version of Mitchell Trubisky. They love you and this Mitchell Trubisky guy, huh? <laughs> uh, Steven Pocharski, or Pocharski, Pocharski. I'm Polish and I can't even fucking say his last name. Steve, Steve Pocharski saying Corey Hammond looks like a guy that would request the Cupid Shuffle two times at a wedding <laughs> and doesn't know the bride or the groom. Oh, that's so good. That's and, uh, so and, as the, and as the owner and manager of the Old Bridge Hawks, I love you, Steve. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a text before, this, uh, before you get the news from this podcast, but that is a good roast, my friend. That was good. Boom, roasted. Next one. <laughs> Rob's having more fun with Keith this than is, he right? has the rest the of the show. <laughs> and Will Franklin, a senior official in the A7FL. Uh-oh. This one's good. On the salt. Corey Hammond has taken so much abuse over the years that when he retires, he should write a book called Fifty Shades of Football. I know Corey Hammond enjoys the abuse on Sundays. One time I peeled his ass off the turf and he looked me dead in the face and said, I took that sack on purpose. I, I'm not going to lie. That's only funny because I know it's real. That's not a roast. <laughs> I know that really happened. And yeah, the- that wasn't a roast. That was just an informative. Uh, that was an informative Facebook reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But our final one is. Corey Hammond has been around so long. He's the only player in the A7 with a sponsored 401k company match Yo, program. Yo, chill, chill. <laughs> First of all, I wish that was true. And second of all, what a well done bone. Oh, man. No. Boom, roasted. Maybe Boom. that's the title of the episode, guys. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Right, I, I got favorites. I'm not going to lie. The first one. All right, you what's read, your favorites? The first one you read off of Instagram. Was it the first, was it Instagram? I think the first one you read off of Instagram, the the Cupid Shuffle one. The, <laughs> the Cupid, Cupid Shuffle, Shuffle one's a Facebook one, but Facebook. Yeah. No, the Cupid Shuffle one, the Cupid Shuffle one is, is 
Old Bridge Hawks owner, Steve Pachowski. No, who um, who was the first one you read on um Instagram? Let me let me open that back up. Um, the gray hair from every team he was cut yes, from. Yo, that, yo, that, yo, that's please, a good one. That's a good one. And I'm gonna tell you why. There was one from there was one from Reddit too that was really elite. That was like yeah, like yeah. Mark Mark Bagway level. Roast. Yeah, to me, it's between those three. The one from Reddit, the great one gray hair for every team he's been cut from. <laughs> <laughs> and the Cupid shuffle at a wedding when he doesn't know the bride. <laughs> and then, but yeah, that that one is very specific. That's one of those like Dan Levitard yeah, tweets. Nah, uh, tweet, right? oh. Um, let's oh, also man, give, give my wife a uh, game. Fuck. Huh? The Dan Levitard show. They have this thing called the looks like game. We've yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, that. okay, okay. But um, uh, my my favorites are. The Nuva Ring one, obviously. Yeah, well, let's crazy. give my wife. Let's give my wife an honorable mention he because honestly, mention. the last he gets honorable mention for that one. That broke me. That broke me in many ways. She sleeps in your jersey sometimes, so I, she she has a few. She can keep those. That's yeah, right. She sleeps in my jersey, man. She does not sleep in those jerseys. <laughs> we went to a party and it was a jersey party. Like everyone was wearing a jersey. She was like, before I even mentioned it, she knows me better than everybody here. And you guys know where this is going. She says, you're not wearing your own jersey. No, already, wow. before you ask. <laughs> how does she put up with this? She really knows how to handle you, huh? Yeah. That's I'm a lucky Jess. guy. Let's go, Jess. But uh, Corey's gray hair, that one's from DJ Cult. DG Cult. That one's up there. Um, what was the Reddit one? The Reddit one was, how do you look like an out-of-shape PE teacher and a quarterback? Okay, we could put the Reddit one at number three. Okay, okay. So, so our yeah, top you guys, three, you guys handle this. I'm, I'm obviously yeah. I, it's got to it's got to be Nuva rings out of the running right. because contest rules. But DG Cult from Instagram, Royal Cascadian from Reddit, and Steve Polcharski from the Old Bridge Hawks. I think those are our winners, Rob. Those are the top three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only giving away one jersey though, and I, oh, so, so. okay. So, ah, uh, it's got to be the gray hair one, I the think. The gray hair one. And, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think the gray hair one got it. I'm going to tell you why. The gray hair one hit exactly the nails that it needs to hit for the context of who you are for this league and this podcast. You are Corey Hammond, <laughs> former multiple quarterback for multiple teams. So the gray, and then you have salt and pepper hair, like tons of those gray hair. So that's very clean. Now, I'm not going to lie. Personally, me picturing you asking for the Cupid shuffle twice at a wedding <laughs> is, I'm, I would love to see a skit of that. That's fucking hilarious. I'm not going to lie. That is how we're, that's how we're opening week one of the 2023 season if I have my druthers. Ask, asking for the Cupid shuffle twice. At a wedding where you don't know the bride and groom is fucking insane. And <laughs> I, I'm putting a request out there to any of the video editors in the A7FL. Yeah, let's get back. Listen, hey, Matt, I, I, can we send Steve a hush hush shirt or something? Can, can we give we'll, him a we'll, something? We'll, we'll, we'll get a. Oh, yeah, we have merch now. Yeah, we, we got something. We have fucking merch. There's so many things we had to talk going about. On, man. Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, this is going to suck to edit, but it's so worth it because it's been fucking great. Right. But 
a DG cult on Instagram. You are the winner. Now I'll let you guys now I'll let you guys pick which one. I got three. I got the red cursed Corey Hammond number 15 BIG by BIC jersey. The like the original ripped from abuse in the pocket, uh baby blue BIC or the spank town. Because if it was somebody that I didn't like, I was going to say, You got to get that thing out of your house, bro. You got to get the cursed one out. You got to get the cursed one away. Cursed one out. So what's the handle? What's the handle? DG Cult. Yeah, DG Cult on Instagram. We just hit him up. Hey, DG Cult, let me just say thank you for your words. As as horrible as they were, they came with the kindness of somebody that's only only a true fan could know me, know my limitations, know know the problems with my A7FL career, and know that for every gray hair, I've been cut from one A7FL team. So congratulations, my friend. You can now, and if, if we're going to get in touch with you, if you want me to sign it, I will. It's probably better if I don't. That's up to you. Congratulations, and thank you for listening. And Steve, we're going to do something for Steve, too, because just that image is insane. Shout out to Steve. Well, how about this? For Steve, what I'll do is I'll call him tomorrow. I was like, hey, we were doing the roasting thing on the podcast. And guess what? I'm on Snow Tribe. You already snow. Oh, that's miserable. He's going to hate that. But, yeah, let's let's figure something out for Steve. And you can get A7FL merch. You can get it. You can get merch with our name, with our phrases on it. And you can get that at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. The link will be in the description below. But you can get a Hus Hus shirt. That's right. You can get Hus Hus as a T-shirt. Apparition. That's the top seller. That's my hot take. That's the top seller. The Apparition of Violence T-shirt. I'm going to get that one. And hashtag Corey has kids is available. That one's lame. Hashtag, hashtag you already snow. <laughs> but you can go to a7fl.com. Uh, pardon me, tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. And t shirts are only 20 bucks. So they're cheaper than everywhere else you're getting t shirts. So you might as well get a collector's item from from now until the end of time that will be timeless. No one will ever know what Hus Hus means until you explain it. But once they watch, they'll know. They'll already know, Rob. They'll already know. And, and these guys are so lucky, like, we're running out of time on the show to talk about those, those top receivers that we love so much, getting their asses whooped on one-on-one from destroying one-on-one in Jersey the other day. But we'll get to that later. We'll talk about that some other time. Ooh, tease for the next episode. Next week on the pod, we will probably be talking about that. We'll be talking about some of the other moves, maybe some potential moves on the other side of the country, and maybe some front office moves. What's going to happen? Where are things going to be? We're going to let you know next week. If you have not rated, reviewed, or subscribed, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do that now, however, wherever you are listening. Be sure to be one of the first to get your edition of three on one every Wednesday morning. It's literally uploaded as soon as we edit it. We record these on Tuesday nights. So you're getting the information before anywhere and anyone else. So all you got to do is press subscribe. 
rate us five stars, drop a review, write butts in the goddamn thing for all we care. If you love the A7FL and you want this show to continue, been been an interesting time here around the ranch about all the stuff that's going on in the league. We want this thing to grow, and the only way we can grow this show is with your support. So please rate, review, subscribe, and also buy some merch. Go to tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Pick up a Hus Hus shirt. It is my favorite shirt. Uh, Apparition of Violence is cool, but uh, you can also get Hus Hus hoodies, uh, and that is available at a7fl.com. Well, tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. I'm so used to doing a7fl.com for reads, but you can also buy into the league. You can invest with Start Engine. Go to startengine.com slash a7fl. And if you want to follow us on social media, all you have to do is go to the show notes. You'll find these links and many more there. But gentlemen, we have to go. We have to go about our lives and we have to plot next week's show. So for Corey Hammond, for Big Rob Fabian, for our guests this week, Eddie Pettio and Ryan DePaul, the president of the American Sevens Football League. I'm Matt Ryan. For some reason, I've been your host again here on the Three on One podcast. And as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try. Oh!